0: Welcome into the lead block. Happy Wednesday, everybody. My name is Tyler Walters, alongside Matthew Anderson. Matthew, how you doing?
1: Doing great, man. How about you?
0: Doing good. We got a got a special guest. The, the return of uh, Cedric Malone. He's on the show with us today. He's zooming in. Uh, what's up, Cedric? How you doing? What's up, man? How y'all doing? Doing good. So we got set on to talk a little about um about about a spring football experience. He got it in just in time. Um, and then before, before everything hit, I guess you got back, but yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that, about just some random things and, uh, we'll let it rip before we start. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter and Instagram at the lead underscore block. Um, and Matthew at Matthew chosen one with the number one and myself at Tyler Walter CNR said, what's your ad on, on Twitter and Instagram again?
2: Um, my, so Instagram is, uh, Malone three K. And uh, I think Let's Twitter is yeah C R M Malone yeah
1: it's yeah. it's like an underscore before the C R
2: oh yeah it's an underscore yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's in your see Matt,
2: Matt know it man Matt got
1: it
0: <laughs> Matt's got it we'll tweet it out from the lead block it it you'll you'll see it uh yeah go toss that a follow um but all right we'll start I guess. Cedric, welcome back to South Carolina, even though you haven't been able to do anything. Um, I guess we'll start. Just tell us a little bit about the Spring Football League because Matthew and I talked about it a little bit. Uh, he was kind of telling me some things you said to him about what you were doing out there and stuff. And you talked to him about it a little bit. How was your experience out there with, in Vegas?
2: Oh, man. Well, Vegas is Vegas.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed myself, man. It was, it was real nice out there, man. Well, uh, different kind of heat, that's for sure, like a dry heat. Like, I wasn't used to that, you know. But um, <laughs> fo- football-wise, it was great, man. I enjoy- enjoyed myself. Me and my roommate, um, he went for, he went to Oregon State. He played safety there, too. His name is Brandon Arnold. Y'all ever want to look him up. He's uh, really good. But uh, I felt like me and him were the top two uh, defensive backs out there, you know. uh we had Zach Mecklenberger. You know, we had to go up against him a couple of times. They split us up into three teams. Um, I was on the white team. Him and Zach was on the black team. And uh I think we we did overall we did good, man. I think, you know, it was just a great experience, man. You know, I ended up hurting hurting one of my old teammates from Carolina, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> Who's that? Uh
2: uh Cody uh Gibson. He played tight end. Okay, oh, you yeah, I
0: heard Kobe? What?
1: What
2: happened? <laughs> I went to tackle him, man. Like I, it was like a fourth and one, and they went for it. And uh, they did like a a bunch, a bunch set, and Cody did like this uh, flat to the flat route. And I had smacked him. Like I had saw it coming, and I had hit him in the leg. And <laughs> he was like done for the rest of the day, man. He was like, my leg is killing me. And I was like, I apologize, Cody. And he was like, Oh, that was you that did that. He didn't know who it was, but. I was like, yeah, man, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> but, yeah, man, it, it was it was great, man. It was a great experience. Um, I sent out a couple of my clips. They haven't finished all of the tape. Some of the tape is, like, private. I don't know why. But um, I sent out to a couple teams, and I've heard back from a good bit of teams, man. It was a lot of scouts out there. And I heard back from quite a few. But, unfortunately, everything is shut down, man. So, it's kind of like, it's just we've never been in a situation like this before so it's just new territory man I'm just trying to navigate through it trying to figure it all out
0: yeah that's yeah. true because i mean you're not getting the full experience like you would be right now uh yeah. no one is but and then you're in an awkward spot really you go out there and yeah. do your thing and then it's basically what it was almost as soon as you got back everything was on shutdown right
2: Oh yeah, as soon as I got back, it was like a day or two and everything shut down. I'm like, man, like, this is crazy. What were you about so to say,
1: you? Matthew? Yeah, I was about to say so said, so you said like you had the guys out there, like Zach Mittberger, a couple other guys, did any other guys out there kinda of really stand out to you? Uh
2: I mean not really. Just to be honest, I mean it was. you got a couple of guys. You do have you did you have a couple of guys out there, man, but Overall, like, if I had you know, I'm not trying to brag on myself or anything, but me, me, my roommate, this one wide receiver was pretty good. One of the corners was really good. Um, Zach was all right. He was just throwing a lot of check-downs, man. They wasn't really throwing it deep, you know. Yeah. Um, I guess he was just playing it safe. But, you know, it was just, you know, some of the guys didn't really, you know, I don't think they put in the work. yeah you know before they got out there um a lot of those guys it was just a lot of those guys were just they wasn't there for the right reason man and you could just kind of tell they was they heard Vegas and they wanted to have a good time man and I I was just in me and my roommate were literally in the room study film every night you know what can we do to get better just things like that and a lot of the guys some of the guys like left like they left like on the third day, we was out there for seven, what, nine, nine days. They left on like the third day. Like they, people were just randomly leaving, man. It was just weird. But I felt like we, you know, we had a couple of good guys, but overall I felt like I was in the top five players out there.
0: That's good stuff, dude. So explain to us like kind of how it looks like when you get there, like, what do you do? You roll into a hotel or like where do they have this camp at or, Kind of thing Yeah, like
2: that. so uh, I rolled in, got there, went straight to uh, you know got the airport, went straight to the hotel, checked in. I had missed dinner, so I had to eat like some some Burger King man that night. <laughs> 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 I, I, I was like, man, but you know they fed us breakfast, you know lunch, dinner, you know buffet. And I was like, man, that's it was great, man, great food. Um, you know we practiced at the old UNLV stadium. They're moving into the Raiders stadium. Uh, oh, okay. Now. I didn't know they were making oh, that move I too. That. Yeah, I didn't know that. Till, uh, we brought some of their um, AT uh, students. And they were out there helping us. Um, and they told us, like, yeah, this is just the old stadium. They're moving into the Raider stadium. With them. So, I guess that's something to look forward to for uh, whoever goes to UNLV now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, just go to practice every day. Practice every day. Film once or twice a day, uh, eat, and you just did that every single day, man.
0: Is it just like – so you're starting off and it's just like practices or y'all running scrimmages most of the time or, like, what's the, like – No,
2: no, like, first day, like, you practicing. Like, you know, you you go to meetings uh, in the morning, then you go to, uh, you know, put in – we ran the uh, Buffalo Bills. The, I, he was the he – he was the – our defensive coordinator was uh, – defensive back coach with uh, Rex Ryan when he was with Buffalo. Okay. So we ran, we was running that whole defense, man. That's another thing. A lot of the guys couldn't pick up the defense, man. I picked, me and the roommate literally picked that defense up in like a day, a day or two. Like, it's not that hard, man. Some of these guys just make football so hard when it's really not, you know? But, um, yeah, you just go to practice, you know, you're doing one-on-ones, scrimmages. You know, we had two, two games, like, just that like fifth day we had two each team had two games two full games and then in the last day you had two full games but a lot of the old linemen got hurt um <laughs> in the last game so we had a, my my last game ended up being like a seven on seven type deal like they ended up with like three offensive linemen because they kept getting hurt but that's another story for another day too.
1: Okay. How many, hurt. Yeah. How many? Uh,
0: go ahead, Matthew. Okay.
1: Okay, so when you said the defense, a lot of guys couldn't pick it up. What do you think? is Do you think there's a lot in their head? They were just overcomplicating things, or what do you think is like the toughest part of uh, NFL defense to kind of put together?
2: It's really not that tough. Um, I think I did. I, I think I sent to you. I sent to yeah, the, uh, you sent to Jimmy. I sent it to Matt, like, um, just so he can like check it out and dissect it, man. I think a lot of the guys just either overthink it or they're just really not football smart, man. It's yeah. Yeah. It's really, like, it's not hard at all, you know. And I think a lot of the problem is a lot of the guys can't do, like, in-game adjustments, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if, a, if a motion happened, they can't adjust to, you know, the formation. Just things like that. Like, um, it's a counter for every counter. You know, it, it's everything, you know what I'm saying? So, some of the guys, just, you know, I just would say they just weren't disciplined enough to study. And they just didn't, you know, that we're in Vegas. That's a whole other distraction, man. A lot of the guys are, you know, smoking, all that.
1: I was just thinking, I was like, that's the perfect place to have this thing at. Cause it's really gonna show us where your focus is. Cause we're in yeah. Vegas. So it's like, you got oh, yeah. all this going here. It's a lot of guys, probably their first time being in Vegas. And it's oh, like, my first time too. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, but so it's like, are you gonna tone into this football thing? Or are you just gonna kind of oh it's it's a thing, but let me go ahead and see how this life is. So I think that's a really good place to have it to see where different. Oh yeah,
2: I think they should definitely keep it at Vegas. Like you should have it in like Vegas, Atlanta, Miami. Just like you know places like that to where you know you are gonna really see who focus and who can really you know tune in. You know you can still you know have the practice. You can you got half the day you know to go do whatever you want to do anyway. So yeah. You know, I went to a UFC fight. You know, after the scrimmage that night, uh, that that first Saturday. So, I mean, you know, you can still have fun. You just gotta focus in.
0: Who would you see fight at UFC? What would, that was? Man, I, I was fighting
2: March. Uh, what's that guy name? It was the worst fight I ever seen in my life. <laughs> like the undercard, the undercard fights were way better than uh, the the two girls that fought. I can't remember their names, but they that fight was like amazing. But it was. Hold on, I'm about uh, to look
0: it up because I think I watched that fight.
2: I, yeah, it, 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 nothing happened. It might have been like three punches landed the whole fight, the whole five rounds.
0: Uh, let's see. What was that? Uh, Joanna, the Jersey. I don't know how to say her name. And the and the other kid, women strawweight fought that night. That was what, like the first day you were there. You got there. Oh yeah, the yeah. March right. And yeah, then, so, yeah
2: uh, I remember Joanne. Yeah, that fight was good. That was a real good fight,
0: the two, the two women. And then the main, the main event was uh, Israel Edziani. I can't – I'm not really a great pronouncer of names without a phonetic spelling here. And uh, Yol Romero Who went to a decision after five, five rounds. So, yeah, I imagine yeah. that one was kind of boring. It was awful, man.
2: That, <laughs> people – the fans were boring, man. It was just
0: bad, man. Is that the first time you've been to a fight? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've never been. Talk to us about that. Like, how was, like, UFC just, like, rolling in? Like, how was the atmosphere then, I guess? Because that's probably, like, one of the last sporting events that really happened.
2: Yeah, that, that definitely had to be, like, the last – one of the last sporting events. Um, It was great, man. Like I said, uh, <laughs> it was just it was just an awesome experience, man. You can I – I had lucked up. Um, and, you know, that's a crazy story in itself. So, <laughs> I missed my first flight to vegas how, how and I got, on, I got put on i got put on it was my fr- other than like flying with usc and stuff like that i've never flown like okay. through actual uh, airport and stuff so i got there like 30 minutes before the flight took off <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh, okay i still got time the, the, the thing said you got to be on board like 10 minutes before it take off i like okay i got 20 minutes to play with no, you still got to go through baths and stuff like that. But I, I didn't know that until. But um, I had got my flight pushed back like two or three hours. And I lucked up, and one of my old college professors ended up sitting on the same row as me. And that's how oh, wow. I ended up getting – and that's how I ended up – he was going to Vegas for spring break, and he um, one of his old students was like the arena manager out there. And uh, that's how I ended up getting a ticket to the fight.
0: That's crazy, God, no, that's You just locked into it, dude. You just fell yeah, into man, it. it.
2: Yeah, I lucked Yeah, I into it, man. I was, I was happy, man. I was, I was like, wow, this is a crazy coincidence.
0: Yeah, who knows? You, you make your first fight, you never get to see a fight. I mean, that's something I want to do. That's that's got on the bucket list. I mean, remember, like, I watch like a decent bit of fights, like when they're on and stuff. But are like the bigger ones, like McGregor's mm-hmm. fighting. I'm watching for sure, and he's. Oh yeah. One. He's only fought twice, really. I think since I've been in college, or in the last like three years but yeah i'm sure that was an incredible experience what are you doing this is like something me and matthew kind of talked about last week like can't practice can't really like work out with anyone like matthew said like all the training facilities around here closed a few weeks ago i know the ones he was going to close down um what are you doing to stay in shape right now like we're just running and stuff like
2: that yeah that's part of the reason i was (laughs) late to the call today man um I was working out, um, me and a couple of guys that cause a couple of the kids from Camden. um, I just, you know, ran a mile and then I'll do like sprints. I'll do, um, 30, 20 yard sprints within like a certain time. And then I'll just do like a, a, a crazy, like workout, like a hit training workout. Just to stay in shape, man. I, I feel like I'm in good shape, man. So, um, that's a good thing. But, yeah, as this – some of the stuff I do, I go to the field, like, at late at night and do, like, uh, field drills, footwork, uh, DB drills, stuff like that.
0: And then you talking to kids who are, like, still – I know you still know a good bit of kids who are at USC in the football program. Like, what are kind of stuff they're doing, to like, stay out of, like, facilities? and stuff? <clears throat> so,
2: so, I actually um, – that's another thing. I had met – right before I left, I met the new strength coach at USC. Okay. And he uh he sent me the actual workout that he's sending the kids out. You know that you know that you know some can't be. You know, he. I think they said there's like eight to ten players still on campus. So I don't know exactly what they're doing. Maybe they're using the facilities and whatnot. But um, a lot of the guys are at home just uh, working out, training. Some of the guys are still, you know working out in large groups. Like, if you go look at J.C. Horn, he's working out with this guy named Oliver Davis. Uh, he's, like, a DB guru. He's, like, w- well-known. Uh, known. I was supposed to work out with him. He was coming to Columbia this summer to work out with uh, them and then me and some of my guys. And um, he, he he's, like, real good. So, like, if you ever check that out, he's working out with him. Some of the guys are just, uh I heard Muschamp say some of the guys are, like, pushing cars to stay in shape. This morning. Yeah, I
1: see Jameis West. <laughs> you see Jameis West be doing that stuff and listening to gospel music. It is the yeah, funniest man. thing you'll ever see. Yeah, Cam
2: been listening to gospel too. I think that's that's the key. I'm about to listen to gospel music while yeah, that's out. you so, need to <laughs> do <laughs> I'm a, that's the key. I'm about to try it. See what it's like.
0: Yeah, I mean both of those guys are about to get paid. So if you can if you can take something from them, I mean <laughs> there you go. Because 'Cause they're about to make it oh, this yeah, offseason. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. man. Awesome.
1: Also uh to talk about the uh guys that are still around campus. I was out there throwing with what is that guy? Uh Tyquan Johnson. I don't know if y'all remember him. Uh he's with USC. He was a red shirt freshman last year. He's from Georgia. But a lot of the guys were up there and say you probably know at the Banfields. Yeah,
2: that's that's yeah, that's the only thing that you can really use right now, to be honest with you. And
1: then they don't tape that down because I was out there the other day, and they tape. You know, they can't tape the banfields down, so they did is they tape the staircases. And then I went to the top to see, you know, still get around it. And they like uh, put the lock on like the gate, and so now it's like if you don't go out to that, you just gotta go out and find like fields. Because even most parks now, like Polaroid Park, Coffman Road Park, all those parks, they've taped off the parking lot, which is actually a really smart idea because you can't stop yep. people from going out there. But if you, if you can't get in the parking lot, then you really can't come at all.
2: Yeah. Yep. I don't know, man. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do, man. It's it's tough out here. It's Tell really you. tough.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully, you know, the kind of teams you're talking with kind of stick with you uh, through all of this, but I don't Like, it's going to be strange because yeah, I don't, like, there's, I just don't think there's going to be any way if the NFL does have a season, like, it's definitely not going to start on time or like OTAs and stuff aren't going to start on time and then, you gotta worry yeah, about I don't kids in the, draft, draft, all the kids draft, draft, all the kids are signing. So like like guys like you that like you know, you're gonna have to like when you come in, it's you don't yeah. have a spot already, like you're working for spots, like all these guys that don't have a spot and they gotta work for it. Like they're gonna yeah. it's it's gonna be tougher for I think for for that group of guys that you're in because yeah. all the time that you would have right now yeah. is vanished.
1: I've, I've heard them say this thing about uh, Muschamp. I think he just had an interview today. I was looking at a couple of the things on Twitter. And one of the guy he said he thinks it's about an eight-week preparation to get ready for the season. I and so that. I'm assuming that he would be thinking, okay, September 3rd. So I'm thinking July, August. So he's saying by July 1st, I guess things would kind of need to be in motion. I, heard, I saw old Davos Sweeney. I'm such a Davos fan. He says he has full belief that football season will uh, continue as promised. So I hope Davos Sweeney's right. We're keeping the faith because I, I, I'm looking forward to Labor Day weekend getting going.
2: Oh, yeah, man. I can't imagine a world without watching football. I can't I can't do it. You. I don't know. <laughs> or playing football. Hopefully playing. But, but um, yeah, man, it's, it takes a lot to really get – that's my main thing. Like, a lot of guys, you know, you got to realize that some of the guys <clears throat> are not going to be working out as hard as they would if they were on campus right now. And it's going to, like, take a while for them to get back all that stuff that they gained to get back, you know, get back right and get ready for the season. That's what I'm really, you know, interested in because that's going to take some time, man. That's, like you said, eight weeks to adjust back to that and then get back in the football shape, all of that. You know, that's that's, going to be interesting for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Because I know, Matthew, we were talking last week, and it's just like, yeah, there's plenty of guys that are, you know, everyone's working out in some extent, but it's not the same, yeah. like, sitting around your house, like, maybe with one or two of your buddies you play high school ball with or something like that, like, going out and just doing junkyard workouts versus, like, having your strength and conditioning coach standing over you, like, yelling at you and, and or, or, like, trying to, you know, oh, yeah. tell you to do something different and people coming up with different things for you to do versus just oh, yeah. kind of, going off how you feel. So it's different. But you said – you you mentioned you met the new strength and conditioning coach here at South Carolina. Talk to us about – talk to us about him and, like, your – like, what you think – take from his workouts and stuff like that. Because I know he's bringing some different stuff as far as, like, flexibility and things like that go. Tell us about that a little bit. I've
2: noticed – yeah, like, I've noticed, like, the guys just seem like – you know, I went to the the spring practice before I left – the last spring practice before I left, or the last spring practice that they had, and uh, I met him. You know, he's from he's a New York guy, so you know his accent is all New York, wow, like okay. heavy, heavy New York. <laughs> like you can tell, like he's a New Yorker, but he uh, he's cool, dude, man. Um, they he was just you know going over some things, just saying you know you you know you're a former player, if you want to come in and work out anytime, any day, you know I'm cool with that. I don't you know I don't care as long as you know you're being respectable, you know, things like that, you know, y'all are free to come. And I was like, cool, man. But, you know, his program seems a lot better than Dillman. You know, his – Dillman was – he brought all his stuff from Alabama, you know. Of course, they have a lot more success. You know, they have way more success than we do. But I don't think he did it – I think he put his own twist to it that made it not so good for the players. Okay, but this guy, you know, he's he's uh, the players seem to love him. You know, everything is about the players. You know, the flexibility, like uh, like you said, and I just, you know, I just see a total difference from Dilman to uh, Coach Jackson.
0: Yeah, I think that's gonna be like that's there's just so many changes this year, and we were just kind of talking before you hopped on with us said, uh, like. You got, we were talking about Bobo and then, you know, we've talked about this in the last week or two. Like you got a whole new offense come in. Like you got changes everywhere in the coaching staff. Like Bentley's moving positions again. Um, McClendon's, I mean, he's back with receivers now, but there was talk that he was leaving at one point. So got a new running backs coach, got a new D-line coach. Like in all these times for, like even in football, it does start on time. Like this is not, I think this is beneficial or I don't want to say it's beneficial to everyone, but it helped or to anyone, but it definitely like helps the schools who keep their coaches like a Clemson or like not necessarily Alabama because they're losing guys left and right every year anyway, but like those staffs that have kept coaches because when you Mm. have something like what you're getting in South Carolina where it's supposed to be new and fun and exciting for somebody to look forward to, like, you're missing on all of the time, not necessarily like guys are still getting playbooks and going home and trying to learn them or whatever, but you're missing the time for face to face with a coach where you get to know a guy and he can kind of teach you something that he can't teach you over the phone or through a computer or whatever else. And I think that's gonna be the biggest thing that we're gonna see with South Carolina is if, if there's gonna be a lot of sloppy football, not with just here but everywhere if they do start oh, yeah. on time because things oh, yeah. just there's just no time to teach anyone anything
2: oh uh, yeah i'm I'm definitely with you on that man. um like I, uh, coaches always say, man, um you know, they want you to get mental reps, you know, if you're not playing, but actually being out there, that's how you gain the experience, man. that's you have to literally be out there like to really to really grasp like if you're coming into a new you know new offense, you got to get those reps in man you you got to that's like the the only true way to. Really learn a new system. I, I think, from personal experience, I mean, you can show me a playbook all day. Yeah, I get it. But until I actually get out there and physically do it, I don't think it's really ingrained into you until that point.
1: Yeah, Especially I agree. With you. you got a lot of young guys. I would say, kind of coming in, like definitely for our offense. You got obviously Linsky there before, and even the guys. Well, it's a whole new system, so that brings a whole new thing to it. It's like getting the reps, figuring out the nuances in it and figuring out how to uh, get things moving so that, therefore, we have a celebration on uh, the Saturdays of the fall.
0: Yeah. All right. So we're going to switch gears a little bit. This is uh, – so Matthew and I last week said we talked about um, some of our – so we, we gave three games to watch, right, from, from each of our, like, kind of childhood or whatever from, like, us growing up watching college football Uh, A few South Carolina games in there. I think Matthew got a Clemson game or two in there. Um, But tell us I wanted to ask you what were like maybe your one or two like most favorite games while you were here on the team at South Carolina? The games that just kind of stick out in your mind that just had a different feeling than maybe the rest of them.
2: So all they, they got to be all South Carolina or just any any college game. We'll
0: get we'll get like your your biggest one that sticks out from a memory of you as a player at South okay. Carolina and then give us maybe you know like whatever else you got.
2: Biggest memory memory from South Carolina. Huh. That's that's a good one. That's a real good one. Uh, <laughs> Good, good, I mean, bad or just it just all either good. way, all either good. way. I mean, of course, the worst feeling is the uh, the, the day we lost to the Citadel. That's I'll never forget that day.
1: Oh, that was
2: yeah, tough. I won't either.
1: <laughs> Touchdown and then they called it back, right? That yep, what
2: yep, yep. I'll never forget that day, but uh, this beating I was part of the five win streak. You know, with Clemson. Yep. So that last one when they came, um Williams Bryce was amazing. Like I'll never forget that one. Um the locker room was full of smoke after the after the game. Cigars. <laughs> <laughs> Players had cigars, man. Um Yeah, that was a good my, my red shirt freshman year I will never forget that. Year. That was a real good year. That was um, what, twenty four? 14? Thirteen. 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 That was the last right. year. That was uh, Connor Shaw's last year. So, the last yeah, year. okay. Team.
1: Is that the year they beat Michigan? Right? Is it that year or Yeah. No, that was the year before. That was no, the year before. That was the
0: year before. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Gotcha,
1: gotcha.
0: Because, yeah, because I mentioned that game last week when we were talking about games. That Like, when you look back at, at you know, that kind of era of football, like, the best era of South Carolina football there probably has ever been. That oh, yeah, Michigan game sure. kind of stood out, like grabbed kind of like everything that was kind of around those years. That was one that I talked about. What was um this is this is kind of funny, but what was like the one game you remember like Spurrier being the most like pissed after, just just pissed about one thing or another, like the maddest you've seen him. Um,
2: probably the, that that uh that year that he left the UCF game. Uh-huh. So the first half, <clears throat> the first half. Spurrier Jr. called the whole game, the whole game. (laughs) And he was like – and at halftime, he was like, all right, that's it. I'm done. I'm I'm calling the plays now. Like, I'm – you know, I'm – and you can tell. You can tell the difference because the second half, like, we just started going on these scoring drives, man. And I'm like, why don't you just – you know, I know you want to give your son control, man, but you you are Steve Spurrier. Like, you do this in your sleep. Like, you, <laughs> like you just call the games, man. But, but yeah, that's probably the maddest I ever seen him. It's probably more times that he was mad, but like that's the most pissed I
0: probably seen him for sure. Was he just pissed with his son, like in particular, just everybody?
2: Mostly, most yeah. Well, mostly like him, Coach Mangus. Uh, those are the two that handled, like all the offensive plays and all of that. But, uh, he, yeah, he was, he was hot, man. He was, <laughs> he was mad. Coach Spur, it was like, he, you rarely ever see him get pissed off. I mean, other than meetings, you know, people, you know, might be <laughs> failing drug tests or, you know, they might be uh, skipping class or, you know, stuff like that. He'll get real mad and say, you know, you, he'll slip out a curse word and then you're like, Oh, he's he's mad for real. If he cursing, cause he don't really curse either. But, uh, yeah he don't like he don't like you, he don't let you say certain curse words either man he's he's a very good guy i I love Coach word
0: what what was like one of like his go to words like on the practice field just like pissed off like somebody messed something up on a play was it was it like a dang it he looks like oh, a big, no he's no, he a bit it its
2: it's, it's, it's <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> just like that like he would say it in a in, and only the way he could say it is is shit like shit like run it again run it again we we gotta get this right like this stuff like that man that's that's definitely his
0: go-to dude it's kind of funny you bring up like he he wasn't like i feel like a big swear or anything it was because like when you would watch him like during espn always had like a camera stuck on him like you mm-hmm. could tell you could read his lips word for word when he would start swearing on the sidelines. So it was F this F that like he's kind of oh, yeah. talking to himself and he's not looking at anybody. And he's just, he's just gets like red in the cheeks and frustrated. It was, it was so funny. Uh, I always thought like anytime he was on the sideline, you could read every single word coming out of his mouth and ESPN would just have to cut away half the time.
1: Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> oh, yeah man. He gets frustrated, man, but he, uh, I miss Cubsburg, man. Like those days were awesome, and I remember some of the Lou hosts' days too, man. Um, I don't know if it's a specific games, but I remember a lot of those days too, like the Blake Mitchell era. I don't know if you remember Blake Mitchell. You know, though. Big... I was a big Blake Mitchell guy. <laughs> Love Blake <I> like Mitchell. <laughs> uh, me and my cousin were just talking about uh, I forgot his name. He was a quarterback. He was a black uh, Pinkins. I think is his yeah, name. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right? Uh, his name first name started with a D, right? He wore number five. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. who you're it, talking about. I cannot. I can't remember his name. That was that was stage. That was early, for yeah, me, early. So me. Yeah. So Yeah. Uh,
2: it, it wasn't nothing great about him. It was just my little cousin threw the the ball. He throws the ball with his thumb on the laces like he did, and I was uh-huh. like, "That's the only quarterback that I can remember that threw the ball with his thumb on the laces." I'm like, "That is so weird. Like, I can never, I can never throw a ball like that." But he.
0: He had some moments. Yeah, he, he like he yeah, wasn't yeah. like what you said. Like he wasn't too special, like of a memory quarterback. Like he's not gonna be mm-hmm. remembered as time goes on. But like he yeah. did have a moment or two, and you remember like yeah. him slinging it out. He was the he was the first number five. Like Garcia kind of took mm-hmm. that over, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Garcia is the five that'll be remembered. Oh yeah,
2: Garcia the man. I and you know I I love Garcia to death, man. If he had like the work ethic, he would probably be the best quarterback to come through carolina
0: that was like oh i used to die on that hill (laughs) me and my buddy i would die on that hill right there he would have been the best quarterback in the sec and he had half the work ethic of any of the rest of them in the sec
2: oh yeah for sure like he would have been the guy like he his arm talent is like crazy if you ever watch him like
0: yeah it's it's
2: ridiculous yeah
0: Cause, and you think about it, like he should. He showed up in Crocs to practice like until he was a senior, and yes. it was. I remember these big stories came out about um, like I don't remember. I want to say it was Josh Kendall. who was writing for the state at the time. Now he writes for the Athletic. Wrote this big story about how uh, Garcia has finally showing up to practice in cleats his senior year of college, and was trying <laughs> to put in the effort. And this kid had damn good football teams he was a quarterback of like oh yeah really good and it was just straight town like no real work ethic like he would have been incredible I was, I was down that hill still to this day like, he was oh yeah was still one of my favorite players I ever watched just because he was so talented and he was so dumb and I know now if you asked him he would go back he'd probably do things a little differently but he's still a little he's still a little wild and crazy
2: Oh, yeah, I love the wild and crazy. I mean, I definitely keep that, but I guess be more, you know, pick your pick your moments when you want to do it, I guess, to say. Um, I I, re- I really believe, like, he should be in the league right now. Like, if you go – you know, him and Perry be doing their uh, thing with the kids and you watch him throw, like, he definitely should be in the NFL right now. It's, I mean, that's I could say that for a lot of guys,
1: but – Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, because I, yeah, I think man. Perry used to say drills are for – Perry and Garcia used to talk sometimes at the QB1 Athletics that uh, said it's talking about the QB1 Athletics. And uh, Garcia's thing was, uh, what is it, drills for people who don't have talent? Like, that is just... <laughs> that is just... I, mean, I already heard him say it. I was like, really? Like... Whatever, see, see, I'm not doing this.
2: see
0: what I mean? See what I mean, <laughs> He's just I just man? was yeah. just that kind of dude. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, Matthew, you might too. I think it was 2009. It was the opening game of the season. They played on a Thursday night. They played Southern Miss, and this this to me always this wrapped Garcia up in one play. This is the kind of guy he was. He took off to the end zone, and I think they were they were inside the red zone, and he's on the right. He's on the right out of bounds line. Like he's on the right side of the field. He's on the out of bounds line. He is looking a Southern Miss defender in the eye. Ah, I think it was one of the safeties there. I don't think it was the corner. <laughs> looking him straight in the eye is just one-on-one and Garcia could have took one half step out and he would have been at the three yard line and he just you see him like you can see him watch him in that play if you go back and watch it you can watch him think about it for a second and just decide to try to plow over the guy and he did plow <laughs> him over but he did go he did go down at like the one he got maybe an extra yard but that was just kind of oh he was like he's the perfect epitome like if you're gonna be dumb you gotta be tough and like that's kind of who he was Uh, to me i always thought
2: oh yeah i love garcia man i loved everything about him man i do
0: he's doing a lot of work with uh a lot of work with high school kids now too getting uh, he's always Mm -hmm. tweeting stuff about like kids he's training and like young kids too like he's he's training kids of like middle school and then I've seen him over the last few years kind of help develop kids and stuff. So he's doing some, because mm-hmm. I know Perry Orr's doing some of that stuff too, but like he's yeah. still like exactly who he is. He's posted on Snapchat, like him just chilling in his yard, drinking beers and yep. got a fire just by himself, <laughs> hitting golf balls or whatever. Like that's just oh, who yeah. he is.
2: Yeah. yeah. You got to love him, man. You got to. You you got to love him, man. You got to. And I've been doing the same thing with these kids, man. And uh, they hit me up today about, um, some more kids want to work out this afternoon, but I don't see it happening, man. Not today. <laughs>
1: you can go all the way down to Camden?
2: Yeah, like every day, man. I ha- I'm off work until May first, so I don't have anything to do but work out and work out. Like
1: that's all yeah. I do, man. I don't- I haven't done much other than that. Oh, question. As man, I'm glad you brought that up. So, the Camden defensive lineman—did he get offered from USC? He did. I Tell did. me about he him. Did.
2: He's all he's great, man. He just he's like he's a kid. He's a freshman, man. Like he's you know, he's a kid. Um but he he can be really good, you know, once he wants he wants to be really good. He uh he just gotta put in the work, man. And it I see it happening for him. He's What's his good. name? Xavier McLeod. They call him uh my son because if I'm not around, he acts a little a little nutty. Yeah. So they, you know, they, they, you know, if I'm at practice, he always hanging around me for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a character, that's for sure. But he's a good kid, man.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, cause I saw, it, I saw it on Twitter. I was like, oh, okay, this third. He's like, what? Like, he like six feet or something. Now I know he still got a lot of time to grow and stuff. But where's the measure was at by right now?
2: Uh he's six four,
0: two
1: seventy five. God. Oh,
2: no, Oh yeah, he's a
0: freshman. Oof. So, he'll be a, he's a sophomore this year like coming up this, this yeah, year.
2: Yeah, he would have yeah, he's going to be a sophomore coming up this August. Yep.
0: All right, so remember like remember that name there. Maybe we'll see him a few years in, in williams Wells Price for uh Yeah, he Cedar has he, uh,
2: if you if you go into his house, he has nothing but Carolina memorabilia around his room so that's, some right, good, that's good
0: stuff we'll have to keep that in mind yeah we'll we'll remember that so when this kid's getting recruited real hard in like two or three years I can tweet at him and be like hey Cedric told me you was a Gamecock fan so you better be out here <laughs> his,
2: his, his family is a diehard Carolina so I think uh I think we're gonna be fine I think
0: <laughs> <laughs> well they'll give you a recruiting job if you land that one <laughs> I hope so I
2: need something man
0: <laughs> everybody does I, I hear you alright um, oh man there was one question I was going to ask you it just slipped my mind what, do you got anything Matthew
1: nah that's all man
0: alright well um, I think we'll wrap it up but thanks Seth for joining us again chilling oh, out on man. the leave block um, oh, yeah. so we'll hope to hear from you soon oh that's what I was going to ask you uh, last question. We'll do this. So I don't think we talked with you at the beginning of February, I think maybe the end of January, something like that. It was mm-hmm. right before signing day. I think all the stuff with Birch was starting to happen, but, uh, mm-hmm. what was kind of like if you pay, I don't know how much you pay attention to recruiting from, you know, the national standpoint, I know you kind of work with some high school kids in the area and stuff like that, but what was, what are like the most excited thing you, most the biggest thing you're excited for for the South Carolina team going forward this year on the defensive side of the football?
2: Uh, You know, I hate to say this, but I really hate recruiting. I I mean, I don't hate it, but it's just like I've never paid attention to it, I guess because I wasn't a highly rated guy coming out of high school. And, like, you just have people like, oh, this guy's a four-star. He's going to be great. He's a five star. He's gonna be great. But I, you know, I walked on to Carolina, and I was, you know, if if not, you know, I was just as good, if not better than, you know, four or five stars. So I, you know, of course you're gonna have, you know, five
0: stars like Clowney. You know, you're gonna have guys like that. Well, he's one of a kind. Yeah, that's
2: what I'm saying. Like, you know, and you know, people like that. Yeah, I understand the hype, but sometimes, man, you know, as soon as you step foot on that college, them stars don't matter. You know, that's just my personal opinion. You know. A lot of these guys, you know, and that's where a lot of these guys fail, too. A lot of these, if you see a lot of, you know, four- and five-stars transferring, it's because they feel like, oh, I'm a four- or five-star. I'm, you know, I'm better than, you know, anybody out here. And that's not the case. Like, you got to walk on as just good as you. He just might not have more, you know, exposure, and you know, exposure as you. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> it's just little things like that. But I am, I do know about Birch. I do know about him. Now, I, you know and uh him and Xavier actually took a picture together and Birch is literally at least 2 or 3 inches taller than him for sure like he's a big guy like he is a legit guy i'm i'm excited to see what he does um i'm not sure about any of the other guys uh i don't really like i said i don't really pay attention to too much of it until like his you know, till the guys get out there and, you know, you get out there and watch them practice and you're like, okay, well, yeah, he's, you know, he's legit. You know, you just kind of know. You kind of know the first couple of practices, who's that guy and who's, you know, who's not ready to go.
1: Yeah. 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 From you being at uh, spring practice at time, anything that you know, did they let you – yeah, you were there with the high school players. Did you stay the whole entire time, or how long were you there?
2: Yeah, no, I met him there. I'm actually – that's another thing. I was helping i – all right, I'm going to give y'all a name. He's he's from Camden. He's a defensive end. He led the state in sacks last year. He's 6'1", 240. If, if Carolina, you know, I was up there – Working on that, you know, they, they're really interested in him walking on. If they give him a shot, he will be one of the best players that that I think he can be one of the great, great ones out there. His name is What's John that? Copley. Johnny?
1: John What did you say his last John
2: name John Copley, C-O-P-L-E-Y. All right, I uh, wrote he, it down. I'm going to look he, him up. He, yeah, he is – his motor he had like 19 sacks last year yeah so he man he's uh he's he's the man he he just goes all day and he's he's one of those guys man he if he was six four he would be a four or five star recruit
0: all right we like the names That's, that's all we need so we'll we'll take that we'll write it down and then in like november when you're right uh We'll we'll have you back on to tell you you're right you were right about it. <laughs>
2: I'm telling you, man. Just watch out for him, man. But yeah, some of the guy. Yeah, he's one of the guys that uh, that I'm excited about going. He's supposedly supposed to be going to Carolina if he gets accepted, but I'm sure he will. Um, but yeah, what was the what was what was the other part of that question, Matt?
1: Uh, I was saying, uh, what's did anything surprise you at spring practice? Anything jump off like, like, oh wow, this is something I wasn't expecting. I know, obviously, with the new strength and conditioning coach, that kind of maybe warm-ups, get guys going. But anything that you didn't expect to see coming?
2: Uh, not really. Um, you know, they're under the center a lot, so I, I you know, I, I, it's not that I wasn't expecting it, but that's just Bobo's offense. Yeah. Um, you know, they were fumbling the snap a little bit, man. Um so I mean that's gonna take some time. Quarterbacks don't go into the snap like that no more. Not you know, not the high schoolers now. They don't really you know, everything's in the in the shotgun. Um, but um Cam Smith is one player that I'm excited about. You know, He's he a really looked good
1: Westwood, right?
2: Good. Yeah, he looked real good out there. He looked real good, man, and um he looks real good. I, I will say that he looks real. The, the, the defensive backs look real good. I will tell you that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like the direction that. the DBs have gone in the last few years. Versus, it's kind of like they're moving in a strong right direction. And JC, I guess JC Horn has been the most fun player to watch since he stepped foot on yeah. campus. I think since since he's got on the field, he's been my favorite player to watch on defense for for this oh, team yeah. in a oh, long time, really. Oh yeah. And, and almost almost back to like Swearinger. Like, oh, Swearinger is yeah. probably my favorite defensive Carolina player of all time just because he had like, mm-hmm. he's just gotten the attitude that you just, oh, yeah. It takes a you special guy to have. But like, oh, yeah. And he's vocal about it. So, and, and JC Horn's kind of, he's not as vocal about it, I don't think, like to the outside world. But I like, yeah. I just see that same kind of feel in him.
2: Yeah, no, nah, JC reminds me of, you know, myself because like, you know, we got that on the inside. We got that fire, but like we might not show it. You know, yeah, like both friends, you guys are he, kind of quiet when you talk. Yeah, he's gonna let you know about it, man. But on the field, like you just a different, a different animal, man. It just <laughs> it just comes out of you, man. But uh, yeah, I really like JC. JC's, you know, this talk about him being the number one corner coming off the board next year. So I hope so. I'm I'm excited about that.
1: I hope hey, so. I had seen Cameron on campus a little bit, and you can tell he's been in the strength and conditioning program. Because I don't know if, when he first arrived at campus, I know there were some problems at first with him getting there, but he's definitely gotten uh, good strength and conditioning. So we'll see what happens with him. Hopefully Shiloh emerges. And I know ja- – I think Jamie Robinson said it. he kind of emerged right off the scene, and we were all wondering who was it going to be, him, Shiloh, or uh, Cam, and it seemed like he was the one that did it. So – He's like, right now, we're uh, depend on Israel, J.C., and Jamie, And moving forward, we'll see what happens next. Yeah,
2: JC. It's, 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 it's J.C. I think it's J.C., Israel, Cam, and uh, number 10, Roderick. That's what I, that's what yep. they were saying when we were out there. Um, Those are going to be the guys. Um, I hate to break your – you know, I hate to – I don't know how y'all feel about Shiloh, but I'm not a big Shiloh fan. I –
0: I'll, I think it's cool <laughs> that he came here, but like, I don't know. Just kind of, I I think I told you this back when we talked the first time, Cedric. It, it, the way like J C Horn spoke about Cam Smith, someone asked him specifically about the group of freshmen last year, mm-hmm. um, and they mentioned you know Shallow's name and a few others, and there were some guys that they didn't mention, uh, and. Cam Smith was the first one out of J.C.'s mouth. Like, he was like, yeah, he's good. And then he didn't say nothing about Chalo. That's just kind of Yeah,
1: good. man. <laughs>
2: just those little things, man. I'm glad y'all pay attention to him, man.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I'm not
2: up there as much, but, you know, you can just kind of tell, man. You just kind of – you can kind of tell, you know, the guys and the guys. I don't think he's – I think he's going to end up transferring. That's just my opinion.
0: Yeah, I kinda, I've gotten that feeling, too, from uh, from around campus. But – all right man, we're going to let you go. Thanks for joining us again. Uh once you follow make sure you follow Cedric when we uh <laughs> post stuff or whatever when we tweet him out. But um yeah, thanks for talking to us. Uh always fun to have you on. We'll get you back on sometime during football season stuff or something. hopefully hopefully everything happens. Hopefully uh everything works out for you, man.
2: I hope so, man. I appreciate it. Y'all are going to be the first ones to know, I mean, y'all are the first ones to know about, you know even doing
0: anything so you know i
2: like i said i've been i've heard from roughly 10 to 15 nfl teams man so here we go so it's uh hopefully hopefully something shakes you know i don't know who y'all favorite nfl teams are but
0: you know i have maybe. no allegiances uh, i'm i'm an open book where are you? where right. you know what i've never been a fan of nfl football but if someone signs you i'll be a fan of that team there we go. I right, get him cool.
1: alone, Jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Now, I would prefer for you to go to Houston, that's me personally, but I'll go wherever you go. So, I'm, I'm rocking with it. I'm rocking with the waves.
2: Oh, man. I actually I used to uh conversate with uh one of their coaches. He was he was the actually the first NFL coach to believe that I should be in the NFL. That's like, crazy. He told me verbatim the uh Houston Texans coach, Bobby King is his name. So yeah, man, it's I'm trying out here, man. I'm gonna keep trying. Right, we we'll keep we'll keep gotta make it. Happen, for it. it.
0: We'll yeah, make we'll it keep happen. supporting you. But uh, it, man. yeah, thanks for joining us. Um and then I guess Matthew as far as we're concerned in the show. We'll see you next week sometime, probably next Wednesday again. Um, yeah. But yeah, big shout out to Cedric and uh, thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter and Instagram at the lead underscore block uh, and Matthew at Matthew Chosen One with the number one. Myself at Tyler Walter CNR. Uh, and then follow Cedric when we tweet it out. It's 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 at said some letters and some underscores in there. But it, we'll see <laughs> And then um, we'll get it going. But yep, that'll be that'll be it for us. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org.